This week on Paladin Financial Talk, think car seats are okay and what you should know about life insurance. Oh, Tony, we're supposed to take these masks off, aren't we? What? What do you mean? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to take our masks off before we start the show. Jeez. Habit. Habit. Yeah. <laughs> This is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley from Paladin Financial. Basically, the more accounts you have, the more opportunities there are for mistakes. So taking control of your assets may help you to avoid some of those common mistakes that investors make. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley. All right. Welcome to Paladin Financial Talk. This is Jeff Foley with Paladin Financial. And uh, yeah, we had to have a little bit of fun there with the masks that we're all wearing. <laughs> yes. Um I was thinking about it this morning, Tony, that um, yeah, I want to come out with a line of suits that has has the mask built right into it, but I'm sure someone's already on top of that. We'll see. Oh, yeah. It's like a mask tie for men. <laughs> oh, and the scarf. And women already have the scarf mask, so maybe a mask tie combo, like it's a tie, but then it, I don't know. Uh, there's got to there's got to be something, but uh, yeah, was, it's mandatory now. We we all have to be wearing our masks. So I know. Yeah, I was I was picturing. You remember the uh, the shoulder straps that uh, women's clothing had in the eighties? Oh yeah, you know, the that you could unbuckle and put yep. your little known fact. The the purpose of that, or at least it was a little known fact for me until recently. The purpose of those straps was you could unbuckle it and put your purse string strap through that and buckle it back up so your purse didn't fall off your shoulder. Oh, I don't even remember that. Oh, I, I just can't get over I'm looking over at you. You look great in a mask. I think you look a lot better. <laughs> Thank you. Really. Uh, improvement. Yeah. Some people wear masks really well, and you uh, you really you look good in a mask. I try. I try. <laughs> well, I'm razzing you, Jeff. You know that. <laughs> this week, we've got a, a great show. Uh, the uh, It was muffled there at the beginning, but the title of the, this week's show is uh, Pink Car Seats Are Okay and What You Should Know About Life Insurance. And the, the pink car seats reference, I was uh, bringing Jax to his uh, camp this morning, and he was complaining about the new car seat that we purchased for him. And, oh, he was? Uh, because, Why? Yeah. It has a kind of a pink purple fringe on it i didn't i didn't pick it out this is on nikki i'm clear on this one but she picked out a pink car seat for jacks yeah i don't know yeah my guess is she got it and whatever but um so he was frustrated about that so i quickly googled dwayne johnson wearing pink because he knows the rock and dwayne johnson and seen some of his movies and i just turned around and hand, handed him the phone and had him scroll through that. And then he was, he backed down after that. So <laughs> pink was suddenly tough. Well, yeah. I mean, if uh, Dwayne Johnson, the rock it wear, can wear pink, I mean, he's the most <laughs> manly man out there, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Seems like a nice guy too, actually, in real life from the interviews and things he's done. But so Jeff, yeah. how have you been? How are you doing? I mean, besides uh, your wife buying your son a pink car seat, what else is any other tragedies in the Foley no. family? It, All right. 
always always quiet on the western front as they say no doing doing well staying busy and how about you and your family uh, really good, actually. Yeah, I mean, uh, my everybody's working. Uh, my wife and I are working from home, and uh, both our our kids, our two oldest, are uh, working. Uh, they have uh, day jobs. Both actually in assisted care facilities. So that's been interesting during this COVID time. But their facilities are COVID free, so that's excellent and uh, very clean, very safe. So we feel okay about that. Uh, as That's CNAs, good. they're doing good. Um, my son's a, a certified CNA, and my daughter is basically doing that work and going to get her certification. So uh, that's fun. We're just trying to keep busy when the weather permits. So uh, I'm excited about the show today. It's interesting, the pink car seat. That's that's the fun part. Uh, but then you followed it up with uh, two words that always make people uh, scurry. <laughs> and and hide and that's uh didn't you say the words life insurance life insurance the only thing that makes people scurry more than the words life insurance are estate planning oh yeah yeah tax planning <laughs> life insurance and estate planning although tax planning has a huge advantage of you can save a lot of money or if you plan you can minimize that tax burden and i'm that's assuming right. there are there's an upside to life insurance there is, but you know, before we jump into that, I just want to rewind the tape a little bit and you you used the phrase you are you're working from home and I just wanted to question that a little bit, but we'll uh we'll we'll move on. Okay. Um <laughs> <laughs> No. Yeah, we've got some great things we're going to talk about. I can still about. see <laughs> that you look good in your mask. So I oh, thank you. Um life insurance so it's a it's a great tool to allow family members to to pay bills go to college, support a family business, whatever your needs are if you're no longer here. So ultimately the thinking is if you're the beneficiary on a life insurance policy, you have some degree of protection for your financial future, depending on how that's being used. So we've got a, a lot of things that we're going to talk about and dive in and some of the basics of about life insurance. Sure. And I mean, obviously life insurance is one of those topics that uh, people might think they know a little bit about. I mean, a person dies and then their beneficiary receives a financial payout. That sounds simple enough, but I think there are a lot of misunderstandings uh, out there about insurance. I, do, I admit uh, it gets complicated and I don't fully understand all the different types. Uh, so I'm sure if we dig below the surface, uh, we'll discover it's more complicated, correct? It is, yeah. And the first thing that to think about if you're a beneficiary of a life insurance policy, and we get questions about this, is you, you don't actually have to have the policy. So sometimes these policies are decades old. Who knows where they're at if things aren't organized? As long as, as a beneficiary, you know the name of the insurance company, contact them, and they'll follow, walk you through their process from there uh, to make a formal claim. So you don't need so a you physical don't have to have copy the of that. You don't have to have the physical copy of your policy. No, okay. no, no. So just you're going to end up verifying your identity, filling out their claim form and submitting that um, along with a certified copy of the policyholder's death certificate. Well, and in my experience, Jeff, the people handling the funeral arrangements will secure certified copies of the death certificates, death certificates on your behalf, correct? So that makes the process a little less stressful. Exactly. Yeah. They can help out quite a bit in the, in the process and helping you understand what you need to do next. Uh, another thing to bear in mind is that 
life insurance, the, the payout, the proceeds in almost all situations, there are some exceptions to this that we won't get into here today, but the life insurance benefits are income tax free for the beneficiaries, no matter how large that policy is. Wow. And yeah, and you don't have to report that as income unless you had had that policy transferred to you for cash or some other uh, consideration. So let's say a parent transferred own ownership of the policy to a kid uh, that can cause that to be taxable. But for most beneficiaries, uh, it, it's income tax free. And that's one of the great things about life insurance and one of the kind of the sacred things within the tax code that um, it hasn't changed for a very, very long time is that will help families out in covering income needs and a lot of other things that uh, if someone passes. So uh, one term to think about is when you when life insurance proceeds are paid out, the amount paid out, the starting point is what's called the face amount. So for example, if you have a $500,000 life insurance policy, that is referring to the face amount. But if that life insurance policy has cash value that it's building up as opposed to term insurance, which we'll talk about, that face amount, the life insurance proceeds are going to be reduced by any withdrawals or loans that have occurred on that policy. Ah, okay. So it might not be worth the face value. And I'm guessing that might catch the attention of some of our listeners. Give us an example. Yeah. So let's say you had a, a someone had a policy with a face value of a million dollars. So that's the death benefit. But the policy owner had a $50,000 loan from the cash value and they had not paid that off prior to their passing. So that death benefit of a million dollars would be reduced by the $50,000 loan uh, and any loan interest that's been accruing in the policy. And since a beneficiary may not even know about the policy itself, let alone the policy owner's actions, that could come as a surprise once they discover that down the road. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think this has been a, a great show so far. If our listeners have questions, I know this is something you deal with a lot, helping people uh, look at their current policies, get a second opinion on where they're at. Do they need them? Are they valuable? Uh, what, uh, you know, maybe they don't have the proper amount of life insurance. You help people with this. If our listeners have questions, they can just give you a call, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Give us a call and we can help you to review and understand what do you have in place currently. So if you need help understanding what type of policies you have, do they still make sense for you? Do you need to increase your coverage? Do you have too much coverage? Um, help you understand your situation so that you can make some good decisions w with that. And we're an independent firm, so we're not beholden any particular insurance company. We have all the, the top ones out there and it can help you make some good decisions there. Excellent. Well, where do you want to take us next? All right. So the other thing to think about is the insurance company, when they pay out the death benefit, they're only going to pay that out to whoever has been listed as a beneficiary. So this is a life insurance policy is an actual contract. This is done outside of the probate process, outside of your will, as long as you have properly named beneficiaries and the beneficiaries, they do not have the right to know who the other beneficiaries are and how much those people are getting. Ah, so interesting. Uh, yeah. So when you designate your beneficiaries, you determine what percentage you want each person to receive. And af after you file a claim as a beneficiary, you're gonna, you might find out you're one of multiple beneficiaries, but you're not going to know who they are and the amounts and so forth. 
So it's possible you won't know if a policy in which your beneficiary has lapsed is another thing to, to think about. So if the policy owner uh, was making payments and had a policy for a number of years, stopped making those payments and it lapsed, it, it ceased, it ended, uh, there's no more death benefit to be paid out. So part of the process in, in digging through someone's papers and, and if things are not very organized, it's a process of figuring out, does this still, this policy still exist or um, did it lapse a long time ago? So th- those are some things to think about. And if the payment stopped recently because the policy owner was ill during the last several months of their life. So let's say someone had been paying premiums for a number of years, they get sick, they're in the hospital, they're not making their payments. Um, Once you discover there is a policy after that person's passing, uh, in some situations you can pay back the premiums and then file your claim. And that would come out of the, the death benefit of the policy. Okay. One thing I've been thinking about while you've been talking is what if you don't know you're a beneficiary? I mean, I've on the show volunteered my name, Anthony Thomas Shore, to our listeners. <laughs> if they need a beneficiary to put in there, a lot of people, when they have an account or are first doing it and filling out paperwork, they're not sure who to put. So I, I just, I know I'm probably out there uh, on a lot of people's it, policies. I'm uh, sure you are. Yeah, yep. right. Uh, but seriously, what if you don't know you're a beneficiary? What if you have a relative that put you as a beneficiary, but you they never mentioned it or you forgot? Will the life yep. insurance company try to find you or are you just out that money? They would try to find you if they knew that the owner had passed. So, and that's the starting point is how do they know that someone has passed away if they haven't been proactively notified? So in order to do that, um, a number of states are requiring the insurance insurers, our insurance companies are now obligated to routinely check for the deaths of policyholders. So they'll check their policyholder names against a government database find out that Sam Spade has passed away and then they can reach out to the beneficiaries to say, Hey, you're a beneficiary of this policy, please contact us. But they can only do that if the owner had provided your contact information when they marked you as a beneficiary. So you want to make sure if you have a policy or you set one up that you're putting down, um, contact information for your beneficiaries. So if something happens to you, that loop can be closed. Yeah, that's interesting. And Sam Spade, is this a mystery novel that we're in? <laughs> I don't know where that came wow. from. Uh, <laughs> well, and, and another thing I'm curious about is how the actual payout works. Will a check arrive in the mail or will somebody be knocking on my door, dropping off a briefcase full of cash? You, you'll get a call. Do you want tens, twenties or hundreds? <laughs> right. <laughs> No, there's no, no briefcase, but you'll have a number of options uh, in terms of how you're going to receive that money. For most people, they take a lump sum payment and then they do whatever they're going to do with the money. But insurance companies are required to have a number of settlement options uh, instead of just the lump sum payment. You could elect, for example, a lifetime income for that ends when you pass. Like an annuity or, payment. Exactly. Exactly. Like social so there's security a or a pension or an annuity where it pays you each month. Exactly. Pass. Yeah. 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 So there's a number of options there and depending on a beneficiary situation, what they do with the money, we want to look at them. You know, how do they make good decisions about that? Does it make sense to pay off debt? Uh, does it make sense to build up savings or are they in a position where they can go out and buy a new four wheeler or whatever their, their situation might be? Sure. 
Sure. Sam Spade, four wheelers. I love your examples today. You're on, you're on a roll. Uh, how long does it typically receive, uh, take to receive the payout? I mean, uh, God forbid, Jeff, if you should pass, when can I expect my money? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it, it's usually pretty quick. You, you don't hold your breath, but it'll be pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. Could be, could be as little as a week. Usually most are within 30 days. Uh, wow, there are some actually pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. Usually I've, you know, I've seen some situations with, uh, other companies where that can take much longer, but for most people that's going to be paid out within 30 days. And, uh, so it happens relatively quickly. Now we're going to switch gears a little bit and focus on some of the advantages, disadvantages of, of purchasing life insurance and talk through some examples here. And life insurance, I mentioned this earlier, usually falls into two categories. You have term insurance, think of that as temporary, and you have permanent insurance. So term insurance, it's similar to auto insurance where you pay a certain amount each month, something bad happens, in this case, your death, a benefit is paid out. If something bad doesn't happen during that term, you don't receive any benefit, but you're probably glad that something bad didn't happen. So it's kind of a win-win right. scenario. But permanent insurance, it has an investment element and there are different ways of that money being invested, uh, some safer, some some more at risk, but that allows the policyholder to build cash value over time, and that can provide a number of do- different options for people uh, on how that pool of money is used. But the key is if you have a permanent life insurance policy or if you're thinking about purchasing one, you have to feed that enough so that the cash value can overcome the cost of insurance within the policy, which increases over time. So if you're just making the the minimum payments, that might not build up very quickly. Right. Is there anything else? uh, What else about permanent life insurance should we know? So when it comes to permanent life insurance, you get tax deferral. So the money that you put into that, you're putting in after tax money, but that will build and grow on a tax deferred basis. So you're not paying any interest uh, you're not paying taxes on that growth over time on that cash value until you withdraw the proceeds. And depending on how you take that money out, it, it's likely to be income tax-free when you pull that money out. But you, you think about your IRAs, your 401k, a 403b, whatever your retirement plan is. If you're maxing out your contributions to those and you're trying to figure out, well, where do I put money beyond that? We want to look at your personal situation, but you one option might be a cash value life insurance policy, um, depending on, again, your income and a lot of other factors. Because because it'll come out tax-free. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So think about it. If you're a high income earner and you've stuffed as much money as you can into your retirement plans and your IRAs, and you want a a tax advantage place to put additional money, that could be a, a good option to consider. Sure. So does permanent life insurance come with any time requirements? Yeah. So the general idea is, and they call it, it's whole life, for example, is a, an example of permanent life insurance. Whole life, meaning you pay the premiums for your entire life. And most policies for permanent policies, they're going to provide coverage through age 120 is pretty typical. So as long as you make those premium payments. So that permanent life insurance is often touted over term insurance because you don't lose your coverage after a set number of years but a term policy would end once you reach the end of that term. So for many people in their 60s, for example, if they've timed things, their policies 
and in their 60s and they no longer have that life insurance coverage. But think about it. If you if you are going to live to 120 or, or you know, uh, quite a long life, are you really going to need a death benefit at that point? Yeah. So probably probably not. Probably not. So, um, yeah. And so can you you can borrow against the policy's cash value, right? Yep, exactly. And depending on the type of policy you have and the insurance company, some are more advantageous than others. The interest uh, interest will accrue while you have that money out of the policy. Yeah. but And that that's only a, with permanent. What about term life insurance? So there's no cash value with that. So there are no loan privileges, no withdrawals to take out. Again, it's kind of like your auto insurance. You can't take a loan on your auto insurance policy. And that's temporary coverage. So an example, let's say you have a a non-smoking 30-year-old woman in great health. She might be able to get a 20-year term policy with a million-dollar death benefit for about $480 a year. And if that person was to die at age 49, you know, after they've paid 19 years of premiums, their beneficiaries are going to receive a million dollars income tax-free and she had only paid a little over $9,000 wow. in premiums over those years. So it could be an excellent investment, if you will, and we want to look at it that way. But for your, from your beneficiary's perspective, uh, that's income tax-free money. And, if, of course, if you're in the majority group whose beneficiaries never file a claim, which is another issue, uh, it will have a negative return on your investment. Uh, but as we discussed a little bit ago, how much is your peace of mind worth in knowing I've had coverage and my family's going to be taken care of. But yeah, a lot of policies, term policies, uh, they get to the end of the term. The person is still living. Nothing is paid out. But again, you had that coverage throughout that period. Sure. So that's the risk. You've paid $9,120 in premiums in that example. Uh, But if you live through the term, uh, then nothing's paid out and you're out the $9,000. But during that time, if you had passed... Uh, your beneficiaries, your wife, your husband, your children, what have you, would have gotten that, whoever your beneficiary was, would have gotten that million dollars tax-free, uh, you know, to help, you know, with, with, you know, replace your income, things like that, right? Exactly, exactly. Sure. Yep. Now, a, a permanent policy, just walk through a similar example. Let's say you had a, a cash value policy that had a million dollars of coverage. She might pay about $9,400 a year. Uh, but what would that create in cash value? So in, instead of, you know, we're talking about she had paid over $9,000 over the course of 19 years. With this one, you're, she's paying about $9,400 a year. So after five years, that policy's guaranteed cash value might be around $20,000 and she's paid $47,000 in premiums. No, hasn't caught up with it yet. After 10 years, the cash value would be about 65000 and she's paid about 93000 in premiums. And after 20 years, they're about uh, equal at, at that point. Cash value is 181000 and she's paid 187000 in premiums. So the downside to that, the same money invested in a way that allows for market returns, higher risk, but market returns, you could grow that faster. So there are advantages to cash value policies. We can help you evaluate. Does that make sense for me? 
We don't use them nearly as much as we do term insurance for a variety of reasons, but for some folks, it is a, a good option. So can give us a call again. We can help you to evaluate what you have in place now if you need more coverage or you do you have enough coverage currently. Um, so there's a, we can provide you with a life insurance policy review to help you better understand what you have and your options. Right. And that is super helpful. I think everybody needs that. You have to have a second opinion or figure out where you're at with all your life insurance policies, especially as a family, you know, uh, if you have a family, that's really important, especially great show today, Jeff, but we're out of time. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? No, just uh, everyone be safe. Um, get used to wearing masks. That's not going away anytime soon. And um, we appreciate you joining into us. And again, if, as always, if you have ideas that you would like us to talk about, uh, topics you'd like us to talk about on the show, uh, please send us an email at info at financialpaladin.com or give us a call at 877-219-3199. And if you, of course, as well, give us a call to schedule a complimentary second opinion on your plan, on your retirement, and we can help you evaluate everything we've talked about here today and, and whatever else might be on your mind. All right. And that does it for today's episode of Paladin Financial Talk with our host, Jeff Foley. Thank you for listening to Paladin Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jeff Foley at Paladin Financial. Call 877-219-3199 or visit their website at financialpaladin.com. Advisory services offered through Paladin Wealth LLC, a Minnesota registered investment advisor. Paladin Wealth LLC offers advisory services under the DBA Paladin Financial and Paladin Wealth. Insurance products and services offered through Paladin Insurance LLC. Paladin Wealth LLC and Paladin Insurance LLC are affiliated companies. Jeff Foley and Paladin Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.